It's a simple recipe, but it would mean so much to me. Turn on the gas and make me feel fine. And all I want to say is, just give me some hot pizza. episode of Financial Pizza. It's the only podcast that features clips and more from some of the best financial advisors heard on radio and podcasts every week. And this is all brought to you hot, fresh, and in 30 minutes or less. Well, the advisors, as always, have plenty to say. Coach Pete DeRuta and Kevin Frisbee have guaranteed income and retirement on their minds. Brian Quaranta touting his new book that helps folks put the right plan together for retirement. Eric Carney and Joseph Lanza talking about the less-than-desirable 60-40 split in retirement accounts. Joe Murphy introduces us to Paul Payne, a life insurance expert who talks about how life insurance can be so much more than a death benefit. And Mark Giels has some insight on inflation and its impact. Marty Hensley and Greg Berrien break down the importance of asset allocation and how it changes as we get older. And what are we doing? Hey folks, Steve Chadol here with another episode of Financial Pizza. It's the only podcast that features clips and more from some of the best financial advisors heard on radio and podcasts every week. And this is all brought to you hot, fresh, and in 30 minutes or less. Well, the advisors, as always, have plenty to say. Coach Pete DeRuta and Kevin Frisbee have guaranteed income and retirement on their minds. Brian Quaranta touting his new book that helps folks put the right plan together for retirement. Eric Carney and Joseph Lanza talking about the less-than-desirable 60-40 split in retirement accounts. Joe Murphy introduces us to Paul Payne, a life insurance expert who talks about how life insurance can be so much more than a death benefit. And Mark Giels has some insight on inflation and its impact. Marty Hensley and Greg Berrien break down the importance of asset allocation and how it changes as we get older. And what a week it was. The latest inflation numbers released today show it hasn't been this high since 1981. And now it stands at 8.6%. The market didn't take kindly to the news either with the Dow down over 700 points at the opening. And then there's the gauge of optimism as it registered a paltry 50.2. That's the lowest since 1978. Lower than at the worst of the pandemic. Even lower than in 1981. So the big question is, when will a recession hit us? Many experts say it's already here and we just don't realize it. All the news adds up to some economists saying they expect the Fed to raise interest rates by as much as 0.75 next week. Hang on, it's going to be a bumpy ride for a while. All right, let's get this pizza cooking. And for that, we turn to America's wealth coach and best-selling author, Coach Pete Deruta. Pete is joined by Kevin Frisbee, who's a frequent contributor to this podcast. And they, along with Thomas Lipscomb, are discussing how to generate guaranteed income in retirement. As a result of the pandemic-induced bear market, what percentage of retirees would welcome more guaranteed income in retirement? What percentage do you think? Well, God, having the conversations the last handful of months, Coach, I'm going to guess it's in the 60 range, 60% range. Okay, 60 for about 60 for you. What about you, Thomas? Okay, uh, under half, 40 to 50. What do you say? 40 to 50. Okay, well, make your mind up. Uh, 40, 45.231. <laughs> 56%. 
So over one out of two of everyone out there would like more guaranteed income in retirement. Kevin, tell people, I know we hear this term guaranteed income and and it, it floats right over everyone's head until they get to the position where they wish they had guaranteed income or they don't have the income they thought they were going to have because a market event or maybe a bad advisor or somebody walked off with their money, who knows? But how important is it for guaranteed income to be part of a balanced retirement plan? Well, it's obviously peace of mind, Coach. And what, what, what I've been talking to clients to do for the years, over the years, is we take a certain amount of money from their retirement accounts, whether it be an IRA rollover, 401k rollover, and put it in an account that we we draw that stream of income from, looking at their budget. And if, as long as we're covering that, let's say somebody's got $500,000, and we take two fifty, go into that bucket that will have the guaranteed income stream to cover the budget, and we get another two fifty to, to be able to utilize for fun and go spend. So if you've got your your basic needs covered in your household for income purposes and lifestyle purposes, it, in your mind, it frees up the fact that you can go utilize some of this other money to go play. It does make a lot of sense, doesn't mm-hmm. it? It does. And, and the paradox, a lot of people can't get their, their mind around it. If you have enough guaranteed income built into your retirement plan with, with no games or gimmicks and you know with certainty what the minimum amount you're going to get, you could get more if the market performs better, but you know what the minimum is going to be. Thomas, it makes it easier for people to take more risk with the money they don't have in their retirement plan, because even if they lost that money that they're taking a lot of risk with, they still have the retirement plan intact. Mm-hmm. That's hard to get our minds around because a lot of folks that I've talked to over the years, and Kevin, probably you too as well, mm-hmm. is they have all their eggs in one basket. And what do you mean, Coach? What do you mean? Well, I've got a bunch of different stocks. Yeah, they're all stocks. Well, Coach, I've got a bunch of real estate. Yeah, it's all real estate. And so the problem there is when something goes bad in that sector, if that's where you have most of your money and your retirement tied to and it goes wrong, you're not tethered anymore, and you're out of control, and you're probably not going in the right direction. I'll tell you right now, the, the people coming in that have, uh, you know, come in and do that consultation, that that complimentary conversation yep. that you guys offer all the time, yep. and we offer the same thing. They A lot of times, the last few months, they've been working with a broker or another advisor that have had, all, to your point, all their eggs in one basket, yep. all of their money in the stock market. And now they're down 20 25% at the end of the day. It's a big how, loss. It's a huge loss. Yep. So how do you feel? If you're a retiree or close to retirement— it's, it's very uncomfortable for, for thinking that the market's going to have that kind of correction when you yeah. haven't solidified and diversified yourself with some safe money in your portfolio. Of course, it's a, it's a fact we talk about, and a lot of people still don't believe it or understand it until they see it with their own money, unfortunately. But if you lose 50% of your money, you have to gain over, well, 100% just to get back to where you were before you lost that money. And it doesn't happen over, well, most of the times it doesn't happen overnight, does it? It could yeah. be years if it ever does come back. Some of the stocks that people have invested in the reason why they're going down is because people have figured out it wasn't a good company after all. Mm-hmm. Good job of fooling people to begin with, like the dot-coms. Remember all mm-hmm. the dot-coms? So, Thomas, we assume when we say if you lose 50%, you have to earn 100% just to get back to even. We assume that you're going to be able to earn it back. That's true. What if you don't? What if there's no way you'll ever earn it back? Well, now you're behind that eight ball in retirement, and we can't be behind the eight ball for our guaranteed income. Mm-hmm. It's great to get that kind of insight. And you can hear Financial Safari with Coach Pete weekends on radio stations in the Raleigh-Durham area. Kevin Frisbee's version of Financial Safari can be heard across the state of Maine every weekend. Both of them have podcasts that are available on their respective websites. That's PeteOnDemand.com and FrisbeeBenefits.com. That's F-R-I-S-B-I-E Benefits with an S.com. Pizza! Now, Brian Corata checks in. He's talking about his new book just released, 
called Right Track Your Retirement, a simple planning strategy to help you reduce risk, build income, and provide peace of mind. Well, the, the, uh, the most important one is think like a pensioner and not a gambler, right? So okay. in chapter two, I talk why you need to think about think about things like a pensioner thinks about it and not a gambler. The other great chapter is the, identifying the difference between an investment plan versus a retirement plan and which do you need at this point in your time. And I teach you how to do that through what we call a two bucket strategy. And I teach you the leveraging of this power of these two bucket strategies where you can truly protect yourself from big market swings. And as a matter of fact, this technique is so old that believe it or not, Babe Ruth, the Bambino, which I write about in my book for you baseball fans, um, actually followed this same strategy back in the day. And it helped him continue to keep all of his earnings uh, from the time that he played baseball. And it allowed him to get through the Great Depression when most people lost all of their money. So sure. uh, lots of great stuff in this book. Again, it's a simple read. I designed it that way because uh, I'm an avid reader. I don't need somebody, um, you know, writing something that's taken 250, 300 pages to get their point across. I get the point across very, very quickly of what you need to consider and what you need to do. And just like we opened the segment up here, Steve, um, bumping your retirement date, getting retired earlier. I'm ready. Uh, it, yeah. It, listen, <laughs> How do we do it? This, what can we do? Well, the first off, you have to have a plan. And, yes, and, and, most, and that's where most people lack that, you know, they'll have investments. Uh, which is great. Um, typically, you know, most people have a 401k plan or they've had it on an IRA and, you know, they'll have some investments and, and usually they're having conversations with their advisors about performance, um, which performance is, is important, but that's not a retirement plan. A retirement plan is having a strategy for income. And when I say a strategy for income, we actually need to have a cash flow worksheet. You know, most people just loosely build out their financial planning models. We run your financial plan like you would run a business. You got to have a cash flow model. So what does your income look like? If you're a married couple, what does it look like while you're both uh, working? What does it look like when you're both retired? What does it look like if one of you die? What happens if your husband dies first? What happens if, you're, uh, if your wife dies first? What's going to be the drop in income? For most people today, Steve, most people um, do not have pensions. Uh, matter of fact, uh, it was in 1978 that they pa passed the Revenue Act where they uh, created this thing called the 401k. And at, and at first, it was just designed to help people that receive bonuses um, or stock options to defer that, that, that money, believe it or not, tax-free. This is why for some people, they have pre-1980 uh, contributions, which are taxed completely different inside the 401k plan. But it wasn't until about 1983 that the 401k took off. And you can see, if you look at a chart, it's almost like a hockey stick where the amount of money going in the 401ks went right up because employers realized that it was going to be a heck of a lot cheaper to provide a 401k plan than have to worry about providing a pension uh, for the rest of uh, the employee's life. Now, uh, I, I write about this in the book. I call it the grand experiment. And the reason I call it the grand experiment is because nobody really knows how this is going to work out. Think about the monumental task that's been put onto the retiree. They are now in charge of taking 30, 40 years worth of money that they've accumulated and hoping that they do the right things with it when they retire, that they don't run out of money. And this is why in my chapter, think like a pensioner, not a gambler, is because too many people think like a gambler when it comes comes to the retirement safe. That's good stuff. Again, the book is called Right Track Your Retirement, a simple planning strategy to help you reduce, 
risk, build income, and provide peace of mind. And you can hear Brian's show Saturday mornings at 8 on 94.53 WS in Pittsburgh or on the iHeartRadio app anywhere. The website is securemoneyadvisors.com, securemoneyadvisors.com. And you can reach Brian right here by calling 800-662-6808 or just text pizza to 600-700. Pizza! On we go to Southwest Florida where we find Eric Carney and Joseph Lanza. They are talking about the bond market, among other things. It's interesting because the beginning of this year, I recommended everyone go basically S&P 500, no bonds. And what's interesting is, is that um, an article came out again saying that 60-40 portfolios, 60% equities, 40% bonds is getting hammered this year. And so really, when you take a look at the S&P 500, yeah, it's down for the year, but it's actually very recoverable at this point. It's not like it's down, you know, forty uh, percent. It's it's very recoverable. It's in correction uh, territory right now, so that that's very correctable. But bonds, on the other hand, when they get slammed, it's not exactly like they're going to come back. So the thing is, is that when you go to rebalance your portfolio, you want to make sure that you're rebalancing that portfolio in very relevant areas. Don't just rebalance and have a shotgun asset allocation. More than likely, that's not going to work. Well, and, and again, when you say rebalance, if, if it's a 401k and I'm, I'm you know, in my early 50s or mid 50s, how can I make sure that, that everything is right and can I make changes? Yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, you always have to keep the portfolio relevant. And so, again, there's a lot of people who think, okay, the closer I get to retirement, the more bonds I want to have. Well, with interest rates going up, bonds are going down, so bonds are actually a bad place to be. And quite frankly, if you want to make your portfolio more conservative, the better place to go right now is a little bit of cash because you're not going to lose any money in cash. There's no downside to cash where bonds right now, you know, have had a bad year. And I'm kind of expecting a little bit of volatility ahead as interest rates continue to climb. So as the economy, the way it is today, which it hasn't been like this in a long time, is it, does it still make sense for some people to do the Roth conversions? A hundred percent. Okay. Right. I mean, I mean, I, um, we're looking at timed um, or like maybe over a decade Roth conversions. Absolutely. And, you know, the one thing about Joseph and Donna is when they run the income plan, they're specifically looking at Roth conversions and you cannot believe the huge difference that it makes in those. How so? Well, I think one one issue that I've been seeing a lot with, especially high net worth uh, individuals as well, is when they come in and if a lot of their money is, is stuck in these 401ks or that's where the majority of the, it is when they retire, even if they're working with current advisors, we always ask them, okay, well, have they ever presented you a Roth conversion plan or do you know what it looks like to convert? And they're like, no, I've never seen that. They simply just invest my, you know, and set my allocation and, and be done with it. And a lot of advisors are not really bringing 401 or excuse me, Roth IRA conversions to the table. Um, and it really doesn't make sense why, because right now we're in some of the lowest tax brackets that we will see. And we know that in sunsetting in 2025, tax laws are going to change. And with the current debt in this country, uh, it's everybody's good assumption that they're going to go only up, of right? Course, yes. So when we convert, we're paying today's tax brackets um, in order to make tomorrow's tax brackets tax-free for us. That's essentially what the conversion is doing. You pay today's tax dollars to create tax-free growth and tax-free wealth later down the line for you. So it just blows me away that a lot of people aren't taking this into consideration or even having a plan or scenario written up for them to say, hey, here's what this looks like if we were to do X amount of dollars for X amount of years. 
really is all about the plan, and the team at Retirement Wealth can certainly help you. And you can hear Eric's show, Wealth Works Radio, on News Radio 1580 WCCF in Punta Gorda, Florida, on the iHeartRadio app anywhere. Eric is with Retirement Wealth in Cape Coral. You can visit his website, ericcarneyadvisor.com, E-R-I-C-K-E-A-R-N-E-Y, advisor.com. You can also find him on TV in the area, Saturdays and Sundays. Just check your local listings for times and channels. You give him a call right here, 800-662-6808, or just text pizza to 600-700. Pizza! Now Joe Murphy introduces us to Paul Payne, a nationally recognized advisor who specializes in life insurance. Yeah, don't roll your eyes at me. This is some good stuff that you may have never thought that life insurance could do for you while you're still alive. You know, when we talk about insurance and, and the foundation of, of financial planning and retirement planning, Paul, I think one of the most critical aspects that gets overlooked is having that foundation secured. And what we wanted to talk a little bit about today, Paul, was, you know, everyone's kind of conception of life insurance is a simple death benefit. You know, whether you have this policy at work or whether, you know, you took it out from a life insurance agent, you know, a lot of people understand life insurance has one purpose and that's a simple death benefit. You know, it obviously covers in the, in the case of a catastrophe, but I think there's a lot more to life insurance than most people know. And we wanted to talk about today is how we fit life insurance and legacy planning for our clients. Yeah, there's a big misconception with life insurance. I'm not sure where people got lost in this concept where back in the day we were told you buy life insurance, you put your policy in a drawer, you tell someone where it is, and the day you pass, someone's going to find this and there's going to be some money there to protect your family. It's the furthest thing from the truth. All right. Look, there's three phases to wealth management. All right. There's an accumulation phase. That's the fun phase, Joe. That's what you specialize in. Let's grow the money as much as we can. Right. The second phase is at some point, the growth is kind of slowing down. You're going to retire. And now we've got to start spending some of that money. But there's a third phase. And I promise you, everyone's going to see this third phase at some point. And that's the day you pass away. And that's the transfer of the legacy. Okay. And let's face it. If if wealth management was a three-quarter football game, you don't wait till the third quarter or the game's over to plan for that last quarter, okay? You've got to get after it early on in your um, wealth-building years. The earlier you start planning for the wealth transfer, the better off you are. And Paul, let me just ask you that real quick. Why is it? Obviously, we want to make sure that we're planning up in front, and that's what we do at this firm. But with with life insurance policies in particular, um, the amount you pay for the policy is determined when you take that policy out, correct? So the younger that you do it, the less expensive it's going to be. Is that right? That is correct. So the earlier you get a start, the advantage is leverage, right? And everything that a life insurance company does is based off of actuarial uh, analysis, right? And they know that the longer they have your money to invest, the more leverage they can provide to you. All right. So if you start at a, at a very young age, you can catch a significant advantage. Look, your, your life insurance buying years are really from the age of 18 till really around 75. OK, so if you wait two thirds of your life to buy your life insurance, you've lost two thirds or more of the leverage. Actually, because of compounding interest, you've lost a lot more than two thirds of that leverage. So so I always tell people, look, as early as you can get something started. Okay. It's no different than the advice that everyone tells you about a 401k or an IRA. Look, the key is to put something into it. All right. Doesn't mean that you're going to max fund in the early years, but the earlier you can get started. And, and a big key co- component to that too is 
the earlier you get started, the better health you're usually in, right? And it's all based on health analysis as well. So as you get older, not only is your age going to make the price go up, your health could cause the price to go up, and it could even put you in a situation where you can't really get a good legacy plan because you don't have the ability to buy the contract that you need due to health concerns that are usually out of your control in some cases. Yeah. So once we take out this policy at a younger age, we get everything locked in. If I get sick, I take out a policy, I get sick 10 years down the road, they can't cancel that policy because my health changed, correct? That is correct. Once you're in, you're locked in. Um, and life insurance provides a lot of things that other investments don't do. I, You can catch Joe's show, Wealth Health Radio, Sundays at noon on AM 560, The Answer, WIND Chicago. You can also find his podcast on Apple Podcasts, iHeart, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit his website, mwmfinancial.tax. That's mwmfinancial.tax. Pizza! Now we hear from Mark Giels on his podcast, Mark on Money. Now in this clip, Mark walks us through how inflation is affecting us all at some level. Say, let's let's say, you know, inflation right now is at 6%. Okay? okay. So let's say a year from now, prices are exactly the same as where they are today. What's inflation then? Zero, right? Okay, sure. All right. So, you know, if you have a big spike in inflation, you're in the longer numbers don't, and, and we're not seeing those numbers continue to go up. Lumber prices. Has anybody talked about lumber prices? Do you even know what's going on with lumber? Oh, sure, yeah. So what's, I, what's going on with lumber? lumber? Prices are way up. No, they're no. down. They're down fifty percent, Steve. Wow, fifty. So that's what, have you heard any of that on the news? No, no we haven't heard but any of that. Lumber peaked at fourteen hundred um, per per board foot. Okay. Uh huh. You know where lumber prices are as of yesterday. 600 they wow. have they have just literally crashed so what do you think that's going to do to inflation if lumber prices are down 50 percent you think that's going to have a little bit of an impact going i think forward? it might well i yeah. think it might have a positive impact going forward obviously. well yeah you know and and really the where lumber prices should have been should be is probably around 700 or so but it's significantly below that so now we've you know, it, it, the pendulum always swings back and forth from one extreme to the next. So if gasoline, a year from now, what do you think gas is going to be at? Still at $5 a gallon? I hope not. <laughs> well, you wouldn't think so because the longer it stays up, the more production is going to be brought on to, online. Um, and people are going to adjust their driving habits and so forth and so on. And so if gas prices just simply stay where they are. What's that impact on inflation? So energy doesn't go up over the last over the next twelve months. It stays exactly where it is. Well, that's zero. That's zero. a zero percent inflation rate. Sure. So here's what so people just don't understand that they don't think through that. You know, if gas prices went to six dollars a uh, gallon, um, well then yeah, that's that's gonna impact probably inflation a year from now. But we don't see that happening for a number of reasons um, because companies will make profits. They can make lots of money by pumping more oil. And I think if, if gas prices stay <clears throat> where it is, and it looks like they're going to stay where it is, then companies are going to increase production, production substantially. And so that'll happen, um, you know, just like what we've seen as interest rates have gone up and lumber prices have crashed. 
um, that's going to have an impact, you know, on inflation as well. But I mean, um, so you mentioned that yeah, you're right. You're not seeing that in the news at all. You're seeing no. the constant gloom and doom that and, keeps and, moving that forward. And so what we're seeing is we're seeing. Oh, and I don't know if you've seen it around where you live, um, but where where I live, they have just built a ton of apartments. I mean, just an unbelievable amount of apartments. I mean, probably. Um, you know, I don't know. It just seems like there's just apartment buildings everywhere. Yeah. And so now what I'm hearing is is that these apartment buildings are not getting rented. You know, there's just there's so what's happening probably is people are just choosing um to maybe stay in their mom and dad's basement instead of moving out and renting apartments. You know, or they graduate from college and they don't go out and get an apartment because it's too expensive. And so I think what you're going to see is these apartment rents have come up across the country, but there's going to be vacancies and those apartments aren't going to get filled because there's been overbuilding that's been happening because interest rates were so dirt cheap. So you build apartment buildings and you finance it at 4% or 3%. And, you know, these companies, you know, just like just like around where I live, you know, cattle uh, farmers, the boom and bust, you know, say if I can make. You know, if I can make, you know, $100,000 off of, you know, 500 cows, I can make, you know, 200000 off of 1000 and and 200000 off of 2000 um, And then all of a sudden grain prices go up and there's all kinds of bankruptcies everywhere. So there's boom and bust cycles in everything. And I think that's what's going to happen in the inflation environment as you look back and you look back over, over what's going on. We expect inflation to moderate by the end of the year. We're looking at the people that we, we're listening to in terms of our uh, economists and money managers and so forth. Um, inflation going back to around 25 to 3% by the end of the year and next year being under 3%. Okay, back wow. I always enjoy talking with Mark. His 30-plus years in the industry brings us some pretty keen insight. You can hear Mark on Money wherever you get your podcast, including Apple, iHeart, and others. Of course, you can visit the website. Find it there, too. That's EFS, the number four, the letter U.com. That's EFS, for you.com. Pizza! One more clip and this pizza will be complete and ready for that digital delivery. And for that, we turn to Marty Hensley and Greg Berrien on America's 401k show. Here, Marty and Greg are talking about asset allocation and the key role that it plays in our retirement, especially as we get a little older. Marty, what do you think of that? I'll tell you what, that, that is probably one of the most important points that someone should make in retirement. I know you agree with that, Greg, is that taking too much risk at or close to retirement. We talk about getting in that red zone, right? That is not the time to be rolling the dice, right, Greg? Oh, oh no, no. And the closer you get, the more critical it becomes because, you know, there there is an asset out there that people really kind of ignore, and it's a commodity, actually, and that's time. Mm-hmm. And the older we get, the less time we have. So, like, when we're young and if we have the wrong asset allocation, Steve, it's a, oh, whoops. But when we're old, it's like, Oh, no. <laughs> exactly. And you get to that point where you're in retirement. That sequencing of return starts to really work against you because you start to take income. You know, the market so far this year has been, as we know, very, very choppy. If you read a, if you read a lot of the periodicals out there, they, they still think a lot of volatility is in front of us with inflation and everything going on. So 
this is a serious time to be thinking seriously about what you're doing for retirement. Well, I think there's a lot of folks, though, I mean, that get a little bit older. They have not been as good a saver as they probably should have been. So the the thought then is, well, I'm going to put it all at risk because I got to make up time, which that's not a good idea. No, it's like going to put it all on 21 black. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. You might as well go to Vegas. It's a lot more fun and it takes less time. (laughs) But you still lose money. There we go. Same same objective achieved. Yeah. When when it comes to those, when it comes to that asset allocation, I mean, we talk to Greg and I and Parker Holland and Leanne and all the guys upstairs. We talk about this other day, generally speaking, you know, we'll go by that age of 100 rule. It's been around for a thousand years. You know, you take 100, minus your age, and it is our firm belief that that is the amount that should be the maximum amount that should be at risk. And we we hold pretty steady to that, Greg. I, oh, yeah. I think it makes a lot of sense, don't you? Yeah, and, and as long as you hold steady to that, you always be you, you can always feel good about everything you do with the folks that you talk to, mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, sometimes you might, uh, I, I run into positions and times and things like that, and I'll go, oh, my gosh, they did that to you? And that's just that's just the wrong thing. So we always, always try to do the right thing for our clients. And sticking by that rule of 100, Marty, is, is one of the ways to go on that. That is a firm belief that we have. And I tell you what, we see so much. I saw a gentleman yesterday, one of our listeners that came in, and he had talked to his advisor that was one of the major investment firms. You know, we never bring up those names, you know, kind of right. throw them in the dirt. But, you know, he came in, and, and we had kind of a – we have a risk tolerance test that we put it on there. It's kind of zero to 100, and 100 being the most aggressive. This gentleman was going to retire next year, and he was an 89 out of 100. Whoa. Oh, wow. And he had abs- He said, oh, I thought I was in this diversified portfolio, and I thought you know, we were going to be in a situation where you know, the market were to go down and so forth. And I'm like, well, sir, right now you're right there around that 89 or 90, which means in our, the way we put our reports together – if the market were to go through a decline where we've seen a lot of this volatility, you would roughly see about 89 to 90% of that. And that shook him in his boots. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that's terrifying. And here's an, here's another thing, Marty, what's going on. Of course, we're seeing, uh, we're seeing the interest rates skyrocketing, correct? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so also a lot of, a lot of the uh, brokers out there, what they do for that quote unquote safe money, Steve, what they do is they put them in the bond market. Exactly. I, and it, and it's, it made, a lot of times that doesn't make any sense. I actually had, and I, I don't mind mentioning these guys, I had a Fisher Investments gentleman called me on the phone. And I said, buddy, you called me. <laughs> and so that was his, you know, that, that was his spill, as I would call it. He says, oh, no. You know, he said, we know exactly when to move out. We'll know exactly when to move back in. And my question was very simple. The market gets very volatile. You say, you can pull my money out. My question is, pull my money out and go where? He goes, oh. We'll put it into bonds and oh, bond funds oh, and things woo-hoo. like this. Well, the <laughs> last three months, uh, the only thing I've heard about bonds is awful. <laughs> well, the, the, the problem was is that as interest rates go up, which we're seeing, then bond prices go down. So my response was very simple. You're going to take me out of investment that's going down in value and move again into another investment that's going down in value, but it's just going down less. Is that what you're telling me? And this <laughs> works for me how? <laughs> well, his, his response was was very interesting. He said, no, 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 in a situation like that, then you know we'd move a good portion of that over to cash. And I said, so now I'm sitting in cash making one-tenth of one percent, and then I have to rely on you that you're going to tell me exactly when I need to mo- move back from cash into the market. And the guy goes, 
You're in the business, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> you can hear America's 401k show weekends in the Raleigh-Durham area. It's also available as a podcast on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you get a podcast. You can visit americas401kshow.com to learn more. Well, there you have it. Episode 150. Really? 150. Financial Pizza is complete. Nicely done. Ready for that digital delivery. Financial Pizza features clips and more from some of the best financial radio programs and podcasts heard around the country every week. We bring it to you hot, fresh, and in 30 minutes or less. And if you'd like Financial Pizza delivered to you each and every week, just subscribe to it. It will be in your podcast collection automatically. Find it on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or anywhere you download your podcasts. And as long as you're subscribed, and be sure to rate and share it Remember, you can reach any of the advisors featured here by calling them at 800-662-6808 or text PIZZA to 600-700. I've got links to all the advisors, too, listed in the show notes with this podcast. If you want to reach me, Steve at FinancialPizza.com or find me on Twitter at Steve Siddall. Financial Pizza is produced and written by me, Steve Siddall. It originates from the studios of broadcasting experts in Apex, North Carolina. Thanks for listening, everybody. I really do appreciate it. And going to be back again next week with another episode of Financial Pizza. I'm Steve Siddall. Pizza. Coach P Radio. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Peter J. Deruta or his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Annuity guarantees are based solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Individuals should thoroughly review the contract for specific details of the product features and costs. Income payments and withdrawals from deferred annuities are generally taxable as ordinary income in the year they are taken. Money management is provided by Equus Capital Management. Equus is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in San Rafael, California. Investment advice by Capital Financial Advisory Group, LLC, a North Carolina-registered investment advisor. Insurance advice given by Capital Financial and Insurance, a North Carolina-licensed insurance agency.